Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. Our gospel reading comes from John chapter 2. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple, he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and the money changers seated at the tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned the tables. He told those who were selling the doves, take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, what sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, This temple has been under construction for 46 years, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. After he was raised from the dead, the disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. Again and again, we are shown the way. I found that theme comforting this week after a year of so much uncertainty and change. I have felt lost and overwhelmed at moments and wanting God to show me the way. When I graduated from college many years ago and was trying to figure out what to do next with my life, I often joked about wanting a big, bright billboard sign from God. Something saying, Candace, apply for this job, or Candace, choose this. None of those signs appeared, however. In this year of pandemic decisions, when choices about school and work and worship, about how to spend time with family and friends, about how we interact with strangers, about how we engage conversations covering highly charged elections and the social injustices that have been laid bare in front of us. All these choices have piled on day after day. Many of us have had times when we struggled to see the way. But again and again, we are shown the way. So if not in billboards or in easy decisions, how and what is God showing us? Well, to figure that out, we look back, as we talked about in the children's moment, back to the story of the way God has shown us before, the story that moves us forward. We look to scripture and find Jesus, Jesus who is God in flesh, Jesus who's the living word of God, whose actions show us what God calls us to and wants for our lives. In the passage we heard today, Jesus shows up at the temple in Jerusalem during the Passover festival, and he flips out. He literally flips tables over, scatters coins across the courtyard. 
makes a whip out of rope and uses it to drive everyone out, even the cattle and sheep that are being sold to sacrifice to God. His disciples and the religious leaders remain there, of course, witnesses to this prophetic act of righteous anger. This story appears in all four Gospels, so we know it was something significant, something that had an impact on all of Jesus' followers. How could it not? Flipping over tables and making a whip out of cords you find around are not common everyday experiences. We've heard about anger like this before in Scripture. Some of the Old Testament prophets speak of and act out in righteous anger. But this action is coming from the same Jesus who turned water into wine to continue the celebration at a wedding in Cana just a few days earlier, who brought joy and amazement to those around him. This expression of anger is not something we often talk about when we talk about Jesus. But I have to confess that I appreciate it. Sometimes I'm angry. A kind of angry that wants to flip something over, to feel the satisfaction of driving out whatever is so infuriating. This passage was read at my nephew Jason's funeral a few years ago because it was a favorite passage of his, a passage that spoke to the radical action that is sometimes needed to change the injustices in the world around us. And now I have to wonder, if Jesus' actions here show an anger that speaks for me and with me, or if it speaks to and against something in my world, something I am a part of, what is it that Jesus is so angry about? He tells us that he's angry about what has happened to the temple. The setup of the temple at that time was a series of increasingly exclusive courts or courtyards. First, we find the one where Jesus and the money changers and the animals are in this story. It was the temple precinct with the Gentile court. Anyone could be there and everyone was, no matter what their religious status. Next was the women's court, which only allowed ritually clean Jewish men and women. After that was the court of the Israelites, reserved for ritually pure Jewish men. And then further in was the court of the priests and the court of the temple, which tells the altar of burnt offerings, place of the slaughtering, and at the very center, the Holy of Holies, the innermost chamber of the temple, a place very few people had access to, a place where God was believed to reside. The temple was constructed partially as they believed God wanted them to, but also as a series of levels of exclusion with increasing barriers between groups of people and the ability to worship God. Layers of reasons to deem someone unworthy, education, gender, financial resources. So Jesus is angry about what is happening in the place where everyone should have access, proclaiming that the religious leaders have made his father's house a marketplace, and turned the only space where everyone is welcome into a place where worship cannot possibly happen in a meaningful way. He is flip over tables angry. He is reclaimed this space for what God intended it to be angry. He is disrupt and upend not only the practices on the Gentile court, but the whole exclusive structure beyond it angry. 
Jesus' angry, world-upending actions are directed at those in power and at the systems that are excluding and extorting those without power. And they are all rooted in God's love. People are being kept away from what even the religious authorities know is the most powerful experience of God and the capacity to worship God fully. Kept away by walls and gates, by judgment of who is worthy and who is not, by financial systems and access to limited resources. Jesus' anger is directed at all of the people with power over these systems and at the people who choose to stand by and let these systems continue to separate and exclude people from God's love. When Jesus is then questioned by those religious authorities about what authority he has to act like this and proclaim such things, Jesus responds, destroy this temple and I will rebuild it in three days. Of course, they don't understand at that moment. Who would? But Jesus shows everyone that the temple building, which has become not only a place of worship, but a place that is worshipped, it is no longer the only place where people can encounter God. Jesus is standing there, God in the flesh, right in front of them, having journeyed with the disciples and other people of faith, and perhaps people curious about faith. And he is just beginning to share the message that anyone and everyone can encounter God in so many places outside the many walls of that temple. Jesus is the living word of God, God in flesh. His authority is found that when they try to destroy him, he will rebuild himself in three days because he is the temple now, the place where God can be found on earth and where there are no walls or gates or money changers keeping people away anymore. We know how the rest of the story will go. Jesus will show us the way as he touches the untouchable lepers to heal their broken bodies and souls, as he invites the tax collector down from the tree to hang out for dinner, as he breaks bread and fish to feed thousands of hungry people wanting to know more about God, as he washes the feet of his disciples, as he lives out God's fierce love for all people even to the point when he is tortured and killed for it. And then when he is rebuilt in three days, because that love is more powerful than death. So again and again, we are shown the way. We are shown the way that God calls us to, the way the body of Christ must follow Jesus in living out. It is a way rooted in love and life and inclusion, we are shown that sometimes we can be angry, and when our anger is righteous, God is angry for and with us. But we are also shown that we might be participating in those systems of oppression and exclusion that Jesus is so righteously angry about. Jesus shows us that there are things in our lives that might need to be flipped and overturned. Things in our congregation, in our community, that might need to be cleared so that God's way can be shown to us and others. We are called to ask the question, have we built walls that keep people from knowing God and fully worshiping God? Have we created a place where we worship what we do and where we are more than we actually worship God? Are we holding on to the idea 
that people can only know and worship God in a particular place, with the right music and the right words, with the right clothes, the right offering, the right sexuality, the right gender, the right family. We are shown that worshiping God is not about any of those things. Worshiping God is not about getting everything right, fitting into a mold, or about keeping groups of people out. Worshiping God is about centering ourselves in loving God and loving others in the way that God loves us, sacrificially and completely. Jesus shows us that the way forward is a way outside of the expected, a way that moves beyond walls, a way that is paved completely and utterly with love, a way that might require flipping over something in our own lives so that we can better follow. Again and again, we are shown the way. Let us be willing to walk in it. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.